Hello and welcome to the I Don't Have a Life podcast. This is season four, episode five, and today we have a special guest, although I use special in much different ways than he uses the word special to describe himself, but it is my mortal enemy, Justin, and uh, you can go ahead and insert that gif of the Anchorman scene where Vince Vaughn says, at the bottom of my gut with every inch of me, I plain straight hate you, but God damn it, do I respect you. Justin, welcome to the episode. Hello, hello. All right. Uh, I'm surprised we are able to do this and overcome our immense hatred for each other, but here we are. You are lucky that I hear, it sounds like the voice of your child, your daughter. She is there, yes. <laughs> so I will be bringing my PG uh, words with my R-rated content. So it's going to be tough. Yes, interesting. I do call Yeah, you see that? She's already talking crap back to you. She is, and this is a smart strategy by you. <laughs> it's been used on me in this league before, but it won't stop me. It'll only continue. Uh, I put. Oh, uh, you know why? It's because Puppy Dog Pals was on, and now Vampirina's on, and Vampirina's a, a shit show. That's what that uh, is. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> the only thing child television related that I know is every time I see DJ Shark's name in my head, I think. Song, yes, song. Uh, as you should. That is uh, perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's get to our docket as Scarlett is taking my mouse and throwing it on the ground here. Uh, we're going to go over our trade, our big trade in uh, the first blockbuster trade of the year, the first trade of the year. Uh, we'll go over that. Then we're going to go over some of the matchups from last week. And then we're going to go over the pickups. Go over the matchup for this week, and then I have a little surprise for you for uh, the end of the show there. We can make it to the end of the show. I'm sure this will be a disaster. The, uh, next door is baking a cake, and they said they want Scarlett to have some later. And they're going to knock, and the dogs are going to go crazy at some point. So that will happen. I will probably hang up with, on you at some point. Yeah. And that, that obviously will happen as well. But uh, anyway, I have one thing uh, to go over before we... Uh, do this and this was I looked at the history of our league and so I pulled up some messages that we had from 2010 so that is what nine years ago now Um, and it was a issue that was plaguing our league at the time Um, I'm going to let you guess who it centers around I'm going to assume Dean yes correct Dean okay so Dean has uh, requested a rule change in the middle of the year does that sound familiar? I mean, usually it's in the middle of a week or matchup, but yeah, sounds familiar. That sounds about right. So he wanted, we had, I don't know why we had it this way, but we had week 17 as our championship week. So it doesn't make much sense now that we look back on it, but that was when the championship was set, week 17. Which I imagine everybody knew about. It, if you wanted to check at any point during that season, you would have known, could have looked at easily exactly. nobody said anything about it that's my yes. guess yes so that was my actually i was really the voice of reason back then in 2010 i said uh we all knew about it you can't change it midway through the season i even quoted matthew barry at the time with some evidence um and of course dean got a little upset but javi was the one that got really worked up over this he said uh fuck you you're the worst commissioner in history uh, typical stuff that I don't think we would blink an eye twice. And Dean said, uh, let me pull it up here after that. He says, quote, Javi, if you would be upset, I understand. But calling me stupid and a dumbass and saying things like, fuck you, aren't cool. In the 15 years I have known, when have I ever said anything like that to you? I always admire your competitiveness because you know I am the same way, but sometimes you get a little out of control with your anger and statements. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's uh, big words coming from Dean at what, 23? Yeah, it's just funny. I just thought it was really funny compared to what the chat has turned into nowadays that we were that soft back then. Dean was that soft. 
Yeah, well, Dean's always been soft and continues to be. Yes. No surprise there. Javi, angry. He's actually, the last couple of years, is chilled. He's chilled out. Angry Javi yeah. comes out much less, which is, in many ways, as a human being, a good thing. But as a fantasy football manager, I wish the opposite. Yeah. I want to see more of the anger. Sure. And we're all getting older and everything, so I, that makes sense. Javi does go on to apologize later. He says, I apologize. I'm sorry for insulting you. But he did say fuck you to uh, Chuck, and he said, I still mean that. So he still hated Charles back in the day as well. All of us did. <laughs> and that, that, that and I've, I've paused my hatred. So, yeah. so. I paused my hatred for Charles <laughs> until uh, I find a moment that it's okay to reinstate it, and it will be reinstated. Kind of like a Josh Gordon situation. You know it's always going to happen, but... Uh, it will be reinstated. Yeah. So uh, I think this is fun. I think we'll go back and see some of the, the stuff that our league has been through from time to time. I thought that was kind of cool. It's kind of where your surprise is headed to um, a blast from the past, if you will. But, but let's get back to the, the future. Let's talk about our trade. I think it's fun to get trade analysis after the, uh, the trade has gone down. So for those that are living under a rock, like Jason Noah, the, uh, the trade is Mike Evans, and Marlon Mack coming your way in exchange yes. for Travis Kelsey and Joe Mixon coming back my way. So before I get you uh, with your opinions on it and everything, just it, it happened really, really fast. I was actually covering a teacher sixth period and uh, I was just sitting there literally for 40 minutes uh, as we discussed this. You had a trade offer come through to me and then bam, maybe what, 10 minutes later, it was complete. So that's true. What what were you thinking with this trade? Let me get your you can go first. Well, uh, this is my first year ever taking Mixon. Uh, he has been a disappointment, mostly because of his offensive line. But he's just been uh, not what I hoped for. And anybody in the league knows that traditionally I'm a wide receiver guy. Of course, uh, I went more running back this year and then in a tight end. So. I set out this week to try and get a, another either receiver one or receiver two was my goal. Uh, Charles seemed to have the have an abundance of receivers. Um, so my initial trade offer before I offered you anything mm-hmm. was actually with Charles. Interesting. Um, and he never responded to that, probably because he was busy, possibly because him and I aren't speaking. Don't know. We'll, we will discuss that probably a year from now when my when i reinstate my hatred (laughs) he's definitely gone rogue in the chat that's for sure correct and so he's dealing with stuff no biggie but i sent him a trade to see if he wants who are you targeting he's got keenan allen amari cooper alshon jeffrey one of those guys amari cooper yeah cooper for mixon straight up uh it was cooper and uh he i believe has um he has another running back. I forget off the top of my head who I was targeting, but it's really like a James White, Sony Michelle, Samuel. Yeah, I was Pollard. Was Pollard. I think it was Jalen Samuels. That's it. So uh, Jalen and Amari for Mixon and Marvin Jones Jr., mm-hmm. um, which I thought was at least a conversation starter, kind of like how it started with that. Exactly. Yeah, because you originally came with uh, Mixon for basically Evans and Marvin Jones and I had to throw in single in singletary too which was a little too much but it did get the conversation rolling like you said right exactly so i send that trade and then i think okay who else can i you know anytime you're trading obviously if you're if you want to be good at it you want to shop the market and say hey if i'm willing to give up these pieces let me see what the highest value i can get uh, i know you are someone that appreciates joe mixon i do so. like mixon yes I came to you, saw Mike Evans, and uh, sent basically you the same trade, I think, except Evans and maybe there was another throwaway. Yeah, that Singletary, Devin Singletary. Right. Who is more than a throwaway. That's, I think that kind of stopped me. But um, the, the problem with that initial trade for me was that I got three running backs. If I got a fourth, it's like, well, I got four great running backs in only three spots. So um, kind of said – you know, I can't do Evans. We could do a, a Galladay, which you didn't like nearly as much. And then basically, um, I just kind of looked at your team and asked about Kelsey. Didn't think he would be available and offered that trade. And all of a sudden, you kind of just had that fuck it attitude. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I you know, you look, I think four weeks in, 
is a time where you can look at your team and, and you don't know for sure, but you can start to feel like, you know, am I elite? Am I trash or am I in the middle? Mm-hmm. And even though I appreciate my three and one record, I, I'm a realist. I look at my team and think I probably need to either get really lucky, which who knows if that'll happen with mm-hmm. injuries and that kind of stuff or make some moves. And so I was in one of those sort of fuck it modes. I'm three and one. I can afford a loss. Um, Smart. Even maybe two, but let's kind of get set up for down the, down the line. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you're not, I mean, I have to give you credit where credit is due. Not, too many people would look at their three and one record and say that they're in trouble, but you had uh, 495 points on the year, which is bottom half of the league. And then your points against is 458, which is by far the lowest of anyone else. So you've had a really easy schedule so far. Yeah. And you know, I, what I'm hoping is that I want to be the hobby of this year. Hobby snuck by like this last year, uh, a lot of fortunate matchups, and all you got to do is make it to obviously the championship. And even though Ernie was probably the best team in our league last year, and I was probably second, just got to be there at the end. And Javi had the fortunate matchup. So that's, that's what I'm, my goal is. Hopefully Dean's the Ernie or one of you guys, is the Ernie that, that chokes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Uh, now, what about the, the fear? I mean, you took Mixon in with your second pick in the draft. And he's, you're clearly selling low on him, don't you think? I mean, well, I, I'm certainly selling. If this is, the, we don't know if it's the low. That's the thing is, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not obviously not selling high, right? This could be mixing all year, just a really a mid level, more of a, a running back to, to a flex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree to an extent. I mean, I, I am selling low. He could all of a sudden turn, AJ Green could come back and, he could take off, which is also why I thought four weeks in more likely to get somebody to say, Hey, maybe this guy will turn it around. Yeah, And that's where... me for sure. Yeah. Cause I believe in his talent quite a bit and he hasn't been too bad the last two weeks. I mean, not what you signed up for, but not horrendous. No. Um, actually been better than Marlon Mack the last two weeks, I guess. If you can buy True. So uh, you like Evans, huh? I, I do. I mean, I think he's a receiver one, which even though I, I think is pan, I like T.Y. Hilton a lot, and I think he's panning out more than a lot of people thought that Jacoby's really not a huge drop off for him. Um, I want my strengths to be receivers, and well, it's not, I feel comfortable, let me put it that way, with my strengths being receivers right. and Zeke. And so that this allowed me to get there, um, even though, yeah, I did give up my top two picks. Yeah, that's it. Was very, I, I even asked you, I said, Are you sure you want to do that? Your last two picks because I thought you were. I didn't even think you would think of, uh, about doing Kelsey. That's why I kind of threw that out there. But you're not going to miss him, huh? Well, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that uh, you got to move on from Kelsey at some point, <laughs> and uh, life gets better. So life gets better. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, I am a liberal, so it does work out. I know she's a she's a liberal too. So maybe we'll work out here together. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about Travis Kelsey. So. What are we talking? I don't know where this went. Right. Anyway. Uh, I, I hated my, the tight end. I think my tight end scored a combined five points in the last three weeks and that might be generous. So I, uh, I definitely needed a tight end. Um, and Mixon to me was actually a slight upgrade over Mac in my mind. And then Kelsey is an upgrade if you over Evans in my mind. So actually I, in my mind, I did win the trade. Uh, it does make my receivers quite weak, especially this week. I have Geronimo Allison and Jameson Crowder in my starting lineup, which is terrifying. But everything else looks pretty solid on my end. So, uh, anyway, there you go. There's the trade. I don't think there's a winner here. I think it's a very even trade. Like I told you, I'll tell the league here, I have my trade chart. It was literally dead even. We were exactly the same in terms of trade value. Um, so Yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, that when you, you proposed this particular trade, and uh, it just it, it felt so even that it felt like, why not try it? Uh, mm-hmm. probably at the end of the year will end up being a difference of like 15 points. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. And I, I and you're right. Offensive line for uh, Mixon looks awful, but he gets to play Arizona and Baltimore coming up, and those two teams ha- are not very good. Um, so I was like, maybe he can uh, – if he gets his value back, maybe I can flip him later. Yeah. So, all right, let's go over – uh, we can start with you and your matchup with Dean. Uh, well, 
I just it was it was a tough overall week. Really, what we were both having bad weeks. The difference in the matchup was just golf. I think. Um, I mean, I I just nobody on my team really went off. Um, right. And I was due for one of these weeks where. I wasn't performing well, and and the other team didn't lay down. And yeah, exactly. Dean didn't perform that well, but Goff throws for 500 yards, which he can cry all day. He still got a lot of points. Out of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess well. we probably should talk about that. Um, I know it was talked about in our chat a lot, but actually, I for some reason my chats all came in a day later, kind of like Casey was saying. So um, yeah, the. I think the biggest thing here is that there never was a bonus for 500. It's not like fat changed the bonus from 500 to 558 or whatever it is. He right. just took, he added a bonus. So you were, Dean was never getting a 500 bonus ever. Right. And, and I don't, I mean the, what's funny in all of this is I brought it up. Oh, no uh, way. Are you serious? Yeah. If you go in the group chat, I'm the one, cause I looked into it to see, and I'm the one that said, thank, thankfully, uh, Goff won't get a 500 point yes. bonus, and then Dean took that and, and ran with it. That's typical, uh, Dean. That's, that, that feels like a lot. I was gonna say he did. He was going in there and, and being a good fantasy owner and seeing all the points he can get. But it really was you for some reason trying to not trying to help him, but right. that accidentally helped him. Yeah, because I was, of course, you sit back and and Goff. It's one of those games that you, which is really, I think, in the off season we should discuss whether we want to even give 400 point bonuses, but. Uh, Goff had a terrible start to the game, but you see those yards creep up. And with our bonus structure in our league, I, I started to get nervous. Like, oh, Goff, even though he's having a terrible game, might end up scoring a lot, mm-hmm. which he did. And, uh, yeah, bring it up to Dean, and he obviously started – he turned into a child, which was easy for him. He called me. He called I was walking with my daughter after the games, enjoying some time, and I had to deal with that. It's ridiculous. What does he want me to do? Change the rule for him? And this is a, you know, come on. I don't care what the rule is. We're not right. changing it just willy nilly. Here's the thing, Dean. Life's not fair. It really is. Deal with it. Really. Is. So last week for him, a couple of guys, he just 20 points for Austin Hooper. That was a funky game in Atlanta. Uh, nine catches for 130 yards. Of course, Goff despite the 517 yards, still only got 30 points, only five points better than Philip Rivers, which to be honest, like Philip Rivers had the better game. He won the game. Um, usually when you're, you're throwing for 500 yards, it's because your team's getting crapped on. Right. I mean, it's very right. rarely that you're just doing that because it's for fun. We don't see that too often. Um, and you're right. Your, your best player besides your quarterback was carry on Johnson. 18 points was the high. That's not going to do much for you. Um, not a lot of, duds but just not a lot of studs either for you so it, you were due like you said i think um i like your team better on a per weekly basis with what you have out there um but it just wasn't your week you had three weeks that were and, and one that wasn't that's pretty simple yeah i, I think i'm a, a high floor low ceiling team this year mm-hmm. uh and as i think javi showed us last year you can win a championship that way you, you have to be lucky though uh, yeah. You don't have to be Ernie's team from last year or my team from last year to win it all, but there's going to be these weeks. Absolutely. And that, that was kind of, it, it just, it's funny how fantasy evens out because I was playing, you know, last the week two, it was Coop who scored like an insane amount of points and it was happening in week one. And then this week, bam, or last week, I should say, I got Jason Noah scores 93 points. Freaking Tom Brady scores four points for him. It's it really is just luck. <laughs> Which I you know I didn't go back. I don't know how to navigate our past years, but I did look at some history of 500 yard passers. And Brady threw for 500 last year. I don't know who I forget who had Brady last year, but I know they didn't cry like Dean about not getting a bonus, right? Especially when he was like really projected to win almost the entire time at that point. <laughs> yeah, once when Scoff got even close to 500, Dean was up by like 50 yeah, it was, projected it, points. I mean, it was. Yeah, you needed it, a miracle. Well, let's go yeah. to, to my matchup really quickly. Just, uh, I mean, we'll go over all of them and just happens to be next. So, yeah, like I said, Noah had one player, Leonard Fournette, who just went ballistic, 225 rushing yards. But other than that, a bunch of duds. Tom Brady with four, Juju Smith-Schuster with three. His defense, even though they gave up 55 points, somehow got five five points. That 
it's ridiculous. Yeah. Is is Juju the biggest bust of the first couple rounds? I, I don't. I haven't really. No, I think. I mean, Connor. Right. Connor has to be the biggest bust. Well, I don't. You know, Charles and I are on a. There's sort of a, a detente right now, so I won't go back to that. But yeah. yes, I. Well, I mean, that should have been the first pick. Yeah, I guess. I guess the issue here is that who knows what happens if Roethlisberger is still in there, right? It just. Yeah. Is it a bust when something like that happens? I mean, I can't blame Juju for that. He looks great still. But well, I mean, not what you drafted. Catches for 15 yards. But yeah, that was a weird game. I don't know if and you watched won. it at all. It was like the running backs just kind of tapping yeah. balls well, to each other. Like it was volleyball. I mean, Dean, I'll, I'll give him credit for this. He knows dolphin analogies, and it really is. I mean, it's kind of like the dolphins in 08. That's why I, I think Jalen Samuels might actually turn into something here if they start mm-hmm. running that two-back set. But yeah, you had, I mean, you could have, if you just started Godwin, yeah, you could I know, have that was, really had a, a big, that game. would have been uh yeah, something like 170 points, but just, he had that hip injury and it was LA. It was just too scary, but. Which really speaks to how, how impressive it is to have a 200 point game because you had, I mean, if you'd have had Godwin and you'd have had legitimately five guys go off and, and yeah. not even have been close, but you know, not that close to 200. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I still had one, two, three, four, five complete duds as well. I mean, Marlon Mack yeah. three points, Olson two points. It was, uh, it was, it was bad on that end too. What you need is those guys to go off, and then like you have with those four guys getting those ten, twelve points. Yeah. That's how you get to two hundred. But it is an impressive feat, and definitely worth bragging about when you uh, when you do get to that point. All right, let's look at some of the other matchups. I think the other one that was interesting was. Um, how Javi choked this week with 81 points. It, it might be the lowest point total of the year. I don't have a lot of research involved. Yeah. I'm just going to assume it is. It, let's just say it is definitely the worst performance of the year for sure against uh, Rich, who's been – I mean, his players, nobody's really panned out. And he's just – Javi's letting Rich kind of stick around when he could have put him really – I think I put on his throat. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, his Rich's high team was the, the Steelers. But he had already won that game because uh, it was 81-81, and all he needed was right. the Steelers to score a point or two. So right. and that was it. High score of 14. His quarterback scores 13 and still is able to win. That's that's luck. Again, going back to our theme, I guess, of this episode, luck. Yeah. Uh, boneheaded moves, I guess, of the week. Probably a nominee, at least, is starting that Green Bay defense on Thursday night against Philadelphia. Um, I wouldn't have done that ever. Um, I don't know what he was thinking with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that move either. He obviously had a theory there, but I don't. I mean, the Philly offense. Mm. You know, they don't have Deshaun Jackson back, but you know, it, it's we know it can be explosive. Um, yeah, it's Carson Wentz. I mean, that's it. When you you're going against good quarterbacks, it's just a, a recipe to to have a game like that. And um, I even said it last week. I I I didn't think he was starting Green Bay um, or Philadelphia. I, I complimented on picking him up, uh, Philadelphia up. Um, because they're playing the Jets, but he forgot about the, the sometimes. Curve. Sometimes those Thursday night games, I've, we all know, are ugly. And I'm assuming that's what Javi thought it was going to be one of those yeah. ugly, like 13 10 games, but it wasn't. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, it, it wasn't the difference in his matchup. No. but yeah, it's it hurt. I mean, that, when you reach, that's the thing. When you when you grab Pat Mahomes, and I love Pat. I mean, he might end up being, you know, the the goat, but. Um, you really sacrifice on your your talent, your receiver, uh, running back, and if if none of them go off, it become it looks like this. He has fifteen hundred yards through four games. Patrick Mahomes, that's nuts. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's an alien. <laughs> no touchdowns though. That obviously is yeah. just ridiculous. Um, I think the yeah, I mean, Hobby's team looks okay. Uh, it was just like you said, it was a bad week. Uh, he had, he did have Jarvis Landry on the bench. He started Curtis Samuel and Hollywood Brown over Landry. That's another move. I mean, it's easy to yeah. question now, but Landry had to be very good though. Adrian Peterson too in the flex. That's uh, I mean, that's tough. I get it because AP could put up you know twelve, sixteen points, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. And, and I think everybody realized this week that Baltimore's defense is actually not that good. Yeah, even Casey uh, who dropped Baltimore. Yeah, he. I mean, the I don't know Pat Mahomes factor last week. Everyone just thought, oh, Mahomes, mm-hmm. and 
and nobody realized just how bad the two teams the Ravens played week one and two were. Yes. <laughs> and it's just it, they have one of those defenses. They put that helmet on, and we assume they have a good defense because we think of yeah. the old school defense. They've lost so many players from last year's team. Yeah. Everyone. And so I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, right. I guess that's why he didn't start juice. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, let's get these matchups done really quick. Jason Martinez was able to get the first win of the year for himself, beating uh, Casey 118 to 101. Um, I kind of saw this one coming. Jason seems coming together pretty well, and he gets Melvin Gordon back and Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell back next week. Plus, he has Ronald Jones on the bench. Like, his team's coming together pretty nicely. He might make a late-season charge here. Um, oh, I think – I think this might have been the most, when we look back at the end of the season, the biggest, at least the regular season, the biggest win, at least so far of the year, because I agree. Jason and I even talked, he admitted like, oh, and four is tough to work out of. Mm-hmm. One and three, you can, you can claw your way out of, because I do agree. His team, you look at it top to bottom, if Thielen figures it out, mm-hmm. even decently, um, yeah, his team, yeah. it's impressive. His accidental Melvin Gordon pick is it could be huge. Yeah, don't know. he's looking good. He, if he yeah. can just plug up that one last uh, – well, even though, I mean, Cup's great too. So he's got three, almost three wide receiver ones. I don't think Thielen is can probably considered a wide receiver one just because that new coordinator, uh, yeah. we got to see it before – we, uh, Unless Dalvin Cook gets hurt, which yeah. that would have an effect yeah. on, obviously, two teams. I, I, he's going to get hurt. Dalvin Cook, yeah. I, I'm predicting he'll get hurt. At some point, he runs way too wild to not get. I agree. Well, Dean's gonna. It's gonna be a rough day. Yeah. And he me. still doesn't pick up Madison, who is good in his own right. He's too hard headed. He will. <laughs> no. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Jason's team, look out. Uh, Casey's team, definitely also pretty solid. But Eckler now becomes kind of a non-entity for him, which <laughs> was probably getting him through the first three weeks. Um, yeah. Devonte Adams now is hurt. It's uh, the even his kicker is on the IR. That's got Goskowski. It's not looking great for him. He's got to make some moves. He needs to make some trades. I just don't think he will, unfortunately. He w- he will talk about it, and then he won't fall through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my upset pick of the week was Cooper coming up and destroying Charles, 154 to 119, thanks to Aaron Rodgers, 34 points, Wayne Gallman, and of course the best player in fantasy, New England's defense. And uh, completely destroyed Charles. Never had a chance, Charles. And you love to see it. You love to see it. Interesting. Charles did started Philip Dorsett as a wide receiver three over uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I guess he didn't have much of a choice. Interesting. Also had Jalen Samuels on the bench, but couldn't have seen that coming. Nothing Charles could have do, done on that one. No, he Charles. I mean, Charles' team is he's got he's pretty stacked at receiver, uh, and. Look at just, I mean, Connor with 22. I, I still stand by the biggest bust so far. Yeah. Yeah. Is I think Juju. so too. Yeah. You might be right. Um, what look at this though. Uh, genius or lack of paying attention. He started Tampa Bay's defense against the Rams at the Rams. Got 15 points from that. If there's one word that I never associate with Charles, it's genius. So I'm going to say, yeah, accidental. He probably thought it was the Rays or something. Um, something happened because no way he uh, he thought ahead. Yeah, that, that could have easily been a minus game. I don't know what what he was thinking, but it worked out pretty well for him. So uh, let's go over the pickups really quick. As Scarlett is telling me, there's a bus. What are we watching now? I don't know what this. Is. This looks like some sort of dragons train your dragon, but like a television show. I don't know. Enjoy, Scar- just enjoy it, Scarlett. You'll be fine. All right, great. I hope my wife never listens to this podcast, by the way. Um, it's just you and me and, and fat. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I listen, I listen and get me another, you know, uh, notch on the, the statistics. Okay, quickly, let's go through the pickups. We're already at kind of uh, a lengthy episode, but I, I think this has been excellent, if I do say so myself. Without Dean, it's just... It's just yeah, exactly. It's all downhill after you get rid of Dean. Exactly, gold. Okay, uh, I've been liking the, the pickups. It's been very active. Um, most people have at least double digit pickups already through week four. So reset quarterback, like you said, he's not as bad as we thought did have to drop John Ross. That was a tough injury. That would have been a really nice piece to trade for Jason. Now he becomes nothing. Uh, Deshaun of the dead Casey is dropping Baltimore. That was pretty shocking to me. He's uh, the, he'd be the last person on earth to drop Baltimore. So 
It gives you a clue of how bad he's been. Um, one pickup I really liked was Coop's um, Auden Tate pickup. He actually beat me to that. Um, so he's he's on top of the game. Auden Tate now kind of like the number one B receiver in Cincinnati, although I don't know how great that is. Um, you picked up Eric Ebron to be your tight end. What are your, uh, you're hoping for, you're praying, I guess, for maybe four points. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I think a spot start, you're always, with a spot start tight end, you're hoping for somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 12. Um, you know, Jason texts me saying I have too many Colts, but, um, which I do have a lot of Colts going forward. It probably won't be Ebron every week, but he was the best plug in. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think of the Colts still. I would have, they looked great. And then you play Oakland like that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Dean's pickup of Jameis Winston. What do you think of that? Well, Dean is known to like rapists. Uh, obviously his affinity to Antonio Brown uh, and now Jameis. So I would expect him to try and see if he can pick up Big Ben, even though he's on the IR. Um, so no shot. God damn. I did not expect that response, but that was, that was good. Um, he also dropped uh, Marque- Marquez Valdez-Scantling after bragging of how smart that pickup was. But, MVS was picked up by Coop a little bit later. Um, you, you gave up on Daniel Jones, huh? Uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, I, I think he's got, I grabbed, you know, the reason I grabbed him is you just never know who the next phenom might be. Um, so it was just sort of, I got an open spot. We'll see if he goes off again a week, a second week in a row. But obviously he's going to be sort of an up and down quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think when, um, when Barkley comes back, he might be somebody to, to go and grab because that sure. offense looks pretty good with Engram. Uh, Golden Tate now back, who is on your team, Sterling yeah. Shepard, and then Barkley, and he if he looks halfway decent, that's not a bad offense to be honest. Yeah, I mean the big the big thing with Daniel Jones for me, the reason I, he's got the Vikings, who I, I like their defense a lot. Then he's got New England, their defense yeah. seems to be yeah. you know best in the league. So yeah, I would re-examine about two to three weeks if he's playing pretty you know decently these next two weeks, and then gets Barkley back and probably a softer schedule. That'd be a good pickup. All right, let's go over the matchups for this week. Let's do it quickly so we can get to your surprise um all right let's go over your matchup first you are playing javi at the eighth place javi the champion from last year eighth place now he's got to win he's going to go with patrick mahomes at indianapolis that's got to be terrifying for you uh he's got julio jones he's starting hollywood brown curtis samuel um you are projected to lose 114 um you're you're projected for 114 he is projected for 122 um Correct me if I'm wrong, but did your projection actually go down after our trade? I, I think so, because I think Kelsey, just in line with Mahomes, Kelsey is projected for a lot this week. Yeah, he so. is. And uh, Marlon Mack, only uh, 12 points. But I think Mixon was – his total went down later on, too. So, um, I think Mack's actually projected more. Uh, interesting. That's going to be a fun game to watch for you guys. It's going to be Indianapolis and <laughs> Kansas City. A lot of players on both sides there. Don't know what to do. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, we'll be decided on Sunday night. I, I feel confident that I'm going to take the, take the little guy down here. Yeah, starting Matt Breda in your flex. He's going with Jarvis Landry. Um, he doesn't have many tough decisions. His bench is very, very thin. I guess the biggest decision for him is Philadelphia uh, or Carolina's defense. I think I'd actually start Carolina's defense at home against Jacksonville. Carolina's been really, really good this year. I almost thought about picking them up, but – um, we'll see what he decides to finally do there. Other than that, John Brown, I don't think you can start over the other guys. So he's pretty much locked in, it looks like. Um, yeah, I think I think we all set our lineup to the highest projections if for no other reason so that when you're on the podcast, we look the best <laughs> in projection, and then we set our real lineup Fair. on Saturday. Fair, but I don't think he has many, many choices except for that Carolina matchup. On your end, I mean, you're starting your three new stud receivers – um, for sure. It's just uh, your tight end decision. The You're flex. going Ebron. I don't know what else you could do. I still think you should probably try to get Olsen from me. But, you know. I'll never trade with you again. All right. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> Olsen's pretty good. He's definitely better than Ebron. So, And I'm not going to be dropping Olsen oh, until he something for him. So, Well, until he breaks his foot. Uh, He's already yeah, done that. For me, the, big, the foot the feels better ones. than it ever has been. The, uh, the flex spot. I have three guys projected at eight. Golden Tate, DJ Moore, and Breda. We'll see. That'll be my decision. Of the yeah, weekend. I think in that one, um, you're probably right with Breda. 
Um, I don't like Golden Tate at all this week against Minnesota. It's first week back, and uh, Jacksonville's no joke. If you got to watch, I guess, if Ramsey's playing or not. Ramsey makes a big difference. But uh, right now, I, I think Breida is your choice. Of course, your two running backs and uh, Philip Rivers, your guy. Uh, yeah, I think you're. I, it's, it's a tough week for you. I think. Um, I think I might side with Javi's team this week. Uh, of course, you're, you're probably you're a very confident man. I think you're going to tell tell me you think you're going to win. Um, but I, a lot of a lot of ways this could go. I think, but I'm going to take Javi just by uh, maybe ten points or so. Both good weeks for you guys. I think it's going to be probably the highest scoring matchup of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself probably uh, maybe just by thirty. <laughs> you say thirty? Yes. <laughs> next. Next. All right. Let's go to uh, Jason, who is one and three, and Coop. This is going to be a big matchup because uh, these two teams are probably similar in terms of the record at the end of the year. So getting a win here might be the difference between them making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. We have Jason Martinez projected for a 120-108 victory. His, uh, he's got Kyler Murray at, at Cincinnati. He's going with his three nice receivers. He gets to put, he's putting Melvin Gordon in this week. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. I mean, I think Melvin, uh, you know, he's excited. You put him in. Melvin's going to get all the goal line carries because the team loves him. They want to get him back in and back into the, the swing of things. So uh, I think it's big. I do think this is big because I know I've, I've battled back from that slow start. Any other loss is going to be early in the season that you're fighting because you never know when you're going to go against that team. If you're if you're fat, that's yep. going to put up 160 out of nowhere on you. And if he, Jason finds himself one in five, he's screwed. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, Melvin Gordon is exciting for him. He must he must be really thrilled to start those. He's starting Aaron Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and Marvin uh, Melvin Gordon. That must be fun on a Sunday. Um, but then when we look at Coop's team, he has he's going to either score the most points in the league, or he's going to score the least amount of points in the league. I'm going to make that prediction right now. It's a little. A little bold, I think, but I, his team is so many uh, high ceiling, absolute zero floor guys. Yeah, you're going bye bye. We have he's starting Demarcus Robinson, uh, Tate, Wayne Gallman, Mark Andrews, Stephon Diggs. I mean, those guys could all score zero, and they could all score thirty five. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Coop, I'll give it to him. I, week one, I think he did terrible, and I thought, oh, this is a, Coop's just going to be horrible this year, and he's he's performed. I, I, I won't bet against him. I don't know staying power if he's got it, uh, but I'd love to see him take down Jason. On paper, this is a no-brainer, but yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? And then Tyreek Hill, actually, we uh, might see him this week. That might be interesting. He's yeah. actually projected for two points. That's that's Yahoo <laughs> for you. Yeah, he's going to play, get one catch for 20 yards, and then bench. And that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if, if he plays, you probably have to start him. Um, but I like the guys, man. Go for it. Go with the Marcus Robinson. Go with uh, with Tate, and uh, hope Gallman continues. That's a tough matchup in Minnesota. But again, I, I like I've, I'm gonna I like both of these teams last week, so I got to pick one. I'm gonna pick Jason's team. I think his he might have a, another breakout week. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna you know partly to be contrarian, uh, but partly because I just I feel like he's on a roll. I'm gonna take two. Yeah, fair enough. I could see it happening, but. Um, he, he got lucky last week. I don't know if he can get lucky twice. That's why I would lean towards uh, towards Jason. All right, let's go to Noah and Rich. Another uh, interesting matchup of teams that probably are going to end with similar records. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what Jason Noah does because I have offered him Greg Olson several different ways, and I get told that Olson sucks every time. And I look at his tight end. It is uh, somebody named Empty who is projected for zero yes. points with nobody on his bench that could play as well. Think about, I mean, you don't know this, but Kittle could get negative points. He could get the ball, fumble, and go out for the rest of the game. And Jason Noen knows for a fact he won't get negative points out of his tight end slot. <laughs> so that's next level. That's analytics, baby. I'm just I'm just so fat. Like, I will literally take almost anybody on his team for Olsen. And – he still hasn't picked anybody up. I'm assuming he will. I mean, that's so it's like, let's see the, the best Vance McDonald, I guess isn't that bad. And he could get OJ Howard. So I guess it's not the end of the world. He'll find somebody, but just funny. Just take Olsen, man. Just take Olsen. I mean, what that always tells you is that he just 
loves everybody on his bench, and he thinks that as soon as he drops any one of them, mm-hmm. they'll never come back. Yeah. Because uh, we've all been there. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a question of who. I imagine he'll drop Will Fuller at some point. Yeah. And literally, I would take Fuller for Olsen. No problem. I'd take Deshaun for him. I'd take anyone. Literally anyone except his other tight end, Hawkinson. Actually, I might. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> tried to hurdle a guy and killed himself. Good job, Hawk. Would you like Robbie Anderson for Olsen? I would love to do that. Yes, I would do that. Would you make that trip? I would, yes. Let's do it live here on the podcast. Oh, my God. This is a first. Is it a first? I'm not sure. But, yes, I will take Robbie Anderson for, for Greg Olson. I actually like I'll, Robbie Anderson. I'll, I'll propose it as we speak. Okay, beautiful. As you propose it, let me go over my matchup. Uh, that'll be a good way that you could you could do that stuff, focus on that. So, I'm playing Charles this week. You're, I guess, former uh, mortal enemy, but kind of are feeling bad for him. I don't know. No, it's just it's on a it, it's on a valid yeah hiatus right now, I guess, and then I guess. we'll be back. No, yeah, yeah. I've always liked Charles. Uh, I don't have the animosity that you guys have to him, so I'm I'm fine. But I do hate playing him because uh, he is he, he puts the best guys out there, and his team is dangerous this week. Um, just a lot of guys. Again, it's a it's a high floor, low ceiling type of team with you know David Johnson who is averaging around 16 points a week. That's not great. Uh, not the best, but certainly usable. Connor could bust it out. Engram is a great tight end. Uh, James White, you know, is going to be annoying and get uh, literally like 10 points and just probably be the difference in the matchup. So I'm very nervous to go against Charles. Um, I'm taking a risk, risk with Mixon out there, although I do like his matchup. Hoping that the studs ball out and that these receivers do something. I'm really, really banking on Sam Darnold to come back. So, Jameson Crowder. Did you know Jameson Crowder had 17 targets in week one with Sam Darnold? I did not know that. Yeah, and then Sam Darnold had to go make out with some chick, and that was that. Yeah, you assume it's a chick, but the guy went to USC, so. Ooh, that's excellent. Excellent. Work, so. Yeah, that was amazing. Scarlett really appreciated that. A lot of yeah. levels on that joke. Um, yes. So... Like I did last week, I'm going to take the L, and uh, I'm, I'm just assuming my bad luck will continue. It's been too, too good for the last two weeks. I'm going to take Charles. Who do you think would win that matchup? I'm going to take you. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I also oh. proposed the trade. I you did. I got the fun. notification. We're going to accept that trade right now. Sorry, Noah. You had your chance to get Olsen. Greg Olsen does not suck. You might be right that he will break his foot, but when he is out there, he is perfectly, perfectly good. Um, it is accepted. Bam. Boom. Live. Live and done. I needed another receiver, too. I might even start Robbie Anderson this week if Sam Darnold plays. Just hope. Hope and pray. Um, okay. The last thing. Uh, did, we, did we get all the matchups here? I'm all, I'm all all over the place because Scarlett. No, we didn't take on Dean. Oh, Dean. Dean versus uh, Casey. We would definitely hear that if we forgot about that. Okay. So, yeah. Dean, three and one, first place in our league. He's been having some great weeks. I still think his team's a little bit of a facade because I truly, I'm not just saying it because it's Dean. I truly think Dalvin Cook is going to get hurt. And I do think uh, Carson is one fumble away from losing his job. But um, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think that, that Dean is, his running backs probably are the best in the league uh, while healthy. Um, But Right now, at least. But uh, I'm going to, you know, it's Dean's team to me is not, it's not like Ernie's team last year or mine. You know, he's, uh, I could see him finishing fourth or fifth or sixth in the league. Um, I don't, I look up and down and if Dalvin goes down, this team gets ugly real quick. Yeah, I agree. And he's got it. I mean, if he would get that backup running back, it would still go a long way. Um, But yeah, his receivers have really been disappointing when, uh, when you look at his top two, Josh Gordon, who was supposed to be the guy, and Sammy Watkins after week one was supposed to be amazing. Did you know Watkins eight points, eight points, three points his last three weeks? Yeah, and, and Tyreek probably back next week at the latest. Yeah, that might actually help Watkins for all. I mean, I, just, I know I, Watkins has bewildered me for years now. I don't know what to think of him. Um, who do you think? You, you start Jameis Winston this week or Matt Ryan? Every time I've ever tried to start James Winston, <laughs> yeah. it's failed me. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. But, uh, I mean, James, maybe Bruce Arians figured him out. So as the, the token Buccaneers fan, um, I think it definitely is a matter of figuring out Bruce Arians' offense. It's, uh, it's much different than Jameson has, or Jameis, Jameis has ever had before. 
And the first week definitely didn't look good, and I think a lot of people got scared away from that. I don't think that he's going to be quite as good as he's been, but he's going to be once he once that as we've seen in the past, Arians' offenses are really really good, and they're pro quarterback. Like they throw a lot, and so if he can figure it out, he's got the weapons. I think he's going to be really really good. I just don't the anxiety that I would have if I had three quarterbacks on my team all projected basically the same yeah uh, no thanks just just throw them all away give me one it's an easier decision yeah it's it shows, a waste. you said this about me last week it's or two weeks ago desperation when you have that many it, quarterbacks. it really is uh, you should never have more than uh i don't think you should have more than one quarterback because that means your second one uh is somebody you can somebody that's good enough to get picked up off of waivers and you can just go back and forth so i, I hate having three quarterbacks I agree. I agree. I agree. I hate having tight ends as well, more than one tight end. So who you got? I mean, I'm I've been saying all week that Casey's team has been going downhill. Let's take a look at some of his. We didn't really go over his, so uh, I don't think Devontae Adams is playing this week. Um, so he's going to have to replace one of his best players with God Almighty Deontay Johnson, I guess, who he just picked up. That's tough. So that's a big, big hit. So if, if Adams is out, I think – I mean, he can move go. Ridley. He can move – if I were him, I'd move Ridley. Oh, yeah. And then put um, – Put uh, Daniel Williams. Williams. Williams in there. That's actually my wife's home. Huh. That means that we've gone far too long on this. Yes. Um, no one will be listening at this point anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mommy home. She gets very excited when people come home. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Dean. It's a soft schedule, man. He's had a soft schedule. He's going to win again, I think, this week. Take I'm going to take I'm going to take Casey. Love it. I love it. I want I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take Casey too. Fuck you, Dean. You know what? Actually, I think I'm going to take Dean then. <laughs> Fair enough. I see what you did there. All right. I have a surprise for you. All right. Okay. So, at you probably might have figured it out that we're going to go back in the past. The last time that you won a championship, I thought it would be fun to go back and see um that team do you remember much of that championship year it was 2011 i hear him but he's not talking can you, yes, I'm, I'm here, oh. but it, it oh. went down. Oh, <laughs> well, that'll be a great awkward way at the end. Okay, so uh, did you hear anything that I was saying? Other than you're talking about me being a champion. Yes, a champion a long, long time ago. I think that part got cut off. So your last championship was in uh, 2010, 2011. Hang on, I had it all set up here. But then you, you cut out and I got scared. Let me go back here. Okay. So we're going back in time. All right. What okay. do you remember about that championship year? Uh, I, I don't remember much. I, being a champion is just how I feel every year. So it doesn't really stick out. Well, you haven't been a champion every year, though. We have to be very clear about that. Not on paper. <laughs> Those last places are really championship quality. Okay. So let, I have your team up here. Um, your, your name was Martial Law because uh, <laughs> guess who you had? Uh, I'm going to guess Marshall Falk and Brandon Marshall. You didn't have Marshall Falk, but you did have Brandon Marshall, your, your boyfriend. Um, your team had uh, Drew Brees was your stud. Who's uh, 455 points, uh, 46 touchdowns, 5,476 yards. He was your guy. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns was your RB1. You had Beanie Wells as your RB2. Uh, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Pretty solid running backs. You also had Cedric Benson in there, 1,000 mm. <laughs> yards. Your receivers were uh, Akeem Nix, who had 76 catches on 1,192 yards. Brandon Pettigrew, the tight end, I believe, had 777 yards on 83 catches. He had Kellen Winslow <laughs> as well. He had two tight ends, I guess. Right, Pettigrew was a tight end, I believe. Marion Barber, uh, young Marion Barber back then was uh, also on your team. Toby Gerhardt, Stanford boy. Remember him? 
Of course. Still, Toby Gerhardt had 500 yards rushing that year. Um, you you had David Akers. That was back in the days where you you were killer with kickers. And uh, you were the fifth seed going oh. into the going into the playoffs. It's called out coaching everybody in the playoffs. Out coaching. You uh, you defeated Laces Out, who I don't even know who this is. I'm going to click on them. That's Dean. You beat Dean. Yeah, that's easy. easy 152 to 142. Um, and then you went on uh, to play. I'm going to assume that's Charles. Yeah, you played Charles, who was 11 and two. Also easy year. work. Jeez. 11 and two against your six and seven. You were six and seven that year, limped into the playoffs. But you you scored 170 points that week. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to take down a chump like Charles. You, you get up to the occasion. Uh, I don't have the actual matchups. I would love to go back and see how you got that many points. But um, and then in the finals, you played Green Miles. You remember who that was? Uh, I don't know. It was Jason Martinez. Wow. Jason Martinez was 10 and three in 2011. I just, I just corrected myself. So 2011, he had three quarterbacks on his team. I'm looking at <laughs> Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, and Ben Roethlisberger. All on his team. Why would you need those other two when you had Rodgers? Longevity, though. He saw these quarterbacks are going to be around eight years from now. That's true. He does. He had A.J. Green and Jimmy Graham also. He was definitely all about the 10-year future plan. Interesting. So, um, yeah, there we go. That was your last championship. You, uh, I actually finished third that year. I'm looking at it now. The Barbarians. I remember that good time. So you don't remember that championship. You don't remember. I mean, you won 123 to 116, a close matchup. Nothing that sticks out. I mean, I think I got a 500 yard bonus and that's how I won, but I can't, I don't know if that's slapped. You know, Jason will go back and check uh, on that. Um, let's see here. Uh, start the year. Uh, you actually beat me to open up the year. Easy work. Did I beat any good teams that year? Uh, I've heard just no. Dean, Charles, no. Fat, you. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much everybody. Um, I don't even remember. Let's see. Super. You lost to Noah. So that's that's pretty shocking. Um, hidden. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway. All right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, Justin, thanks for coming on. Still well, kind of hate you, but still kind of also respect you. I don't know what I'm feeling mixed emotions with you. I very much hate you, but I very much respect you, which is why we did a lot of business today. Yeah, we've done two trades in two days. That's amazing for, for yeah, and, and enemies. Sensational. Exactly. All right. So pleasure. Thank you for having me on, taking me on a trip down memory lane. It's my year again to win another championship. So thanks for bringing that up, putting it in everyone's mind. Good luck week five. Everybody, good luck. And uh, that's going to do it for us here on the I Don't Have a Life podcast. It's time to go give baby a bath. Adios. All right. See ya.